Hello and welcome back to ASD A New Perspective, the podcast show that helps you know what is going on in the mind of your child and we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. And this is our special series on the concerns of parents with children with ASD. And in this podcast, Dr. Gutstein discusses the role of the RDI consultant, which is very special. Dr. Gutstein explains. You know, the word consultant is a funny word because what an RDI uh, uh, person should do, professional is doing, is um, is providing you with the, the means to be able to guide your child, to be to be a, a mental guide for your child, and to and to restore that primary function that didn't develop, so that you know, so that your child can have the opportunity to be in a guiding relationship. And so the word consultant's a funny word because you're not just sitting back and saying, do this, do this, do this. You're really providing experiences. And, and yes, you're providing education, but you're saying, let's set up experiences for you that are one step ahead. It's just safe things that step-by-step step help you to, um, to have this success and to help your child as well. And so you really, you're also really saying, let it's a systemic issue too that's different in that you're saying, well, it's not just you, it's you and your child and your family and you know, your environment to set, up, to set up that environment and to construct experiences for you, for your child, for other people so that you have, you can give your child this opportunity, right? That they didn't develop, which is a critical opportunity for development. So you really, doing you know you're consulting you're choreography you're doing choreography you're um you know you're supporting you're scaffolding you're framing you're um you're you are guiding um people to to you're guiding families i think maybe that's a better maybe we should call family guides right the consultants because you know i think consultant is sort of a more detached way of looking at it I guess, I guess it's just accepted professionally, but what you're really doing is you're, you're doing what a guide would do, except for the family system, right? So that they can have this um, opportunity uh, as a family to provide this for this child, what, what this child needs, what they need, right? And um, I don't, uh, does anybody else do that? I don't think so. I don't think anyone else has that role. I like what you said in, in calling us a family guide. Yeah. That, for me, punctuates the, the idea that we're all in this parallel process together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I really like that. Yeah, I and mean, I think that's better than talking about just parents. It's that, because, you know, I find that it really is trying to understand how to help your family to have this, you know, to, 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 to engage in this critical function, this essential element this is most important most um, um, you know the function of families that's most important but also is most gratifying mm -hmm. you know I think about my relationship now with my grandson and you know I took away the guiding that we're doing it'd be like it wouldn't be much I'd want to do with it you know I mean it's like it's it's you know most of what we do in our time together like it's almost all what we do, except if he's real tired and he needs to, you know, or I need to pick him up when he's falling down and, and that part. But all that is, is so that we can do the guiding together that we're both invested in. 
you know, and, and that is the centerpiece of our life together. And if you take that away, I just don't know what the point of parenting is anymore, the family anymore, you know? And I don't think any, any family should, any parents or children, regardless of their disability, should be deprived of that experience, right? So it's as much for the child as, as for the parents. And I don't think they should be. And I think it's a shame that people start out with that assumption in autism. And I think that's one of the things people will look back on years from now and say, can you believe that, that, you know, these the, the predominant people, the, the treatments, interventions, is they took this thing away from the parents and the children and they didn't give them these opportunities. And, you know, and, and people are going to not believe it, that you know, all these years have been spent, you know, De depriving <laughs> families of, of this, you know, that's the thing that's so critical for our feeling of self-worth as a parent, for the child's feeling of security, for the child's brain development, mental development. You know, there's just a couple of new studies that have just come out, longitudinal studies, looking at the impact of parent guiding on brain development in early ages in very clear relationship. <laughs> Uh, elements of parent guiding and, and neural development. So even, you know, and this is at 16 or 18 months already, this, the, the outcome. And so you, you, you see all these neurological studies of brain differences in children with autism, and you have to wonder, you know, how can any of, you know, you're not, what are you saying about the neural functioning or the neural development of these children? Is it that children with autism brains are different or is it because they're being deprived so early of that guiding relationship that it's impacting their neural development, right? How do you know, you know, and, and you don't know. Um, um, but you know, neuro, uh, neural development, every kind of psychosocial development, cognitive development, uh, you name it, you know, it's there. And so the idea that you would, and you know, and we don't assume that you can't do that with a child who has intellectual disability, by the way. Even, even, you know, un unless it's very severe, the point where they're almost vegetative, but a child with Down's, Down syndrome, you would never assume that you wouldn't have a guiding relationship. Those kids, you just assume you will, or other neurological, or other neurogenic disorders, you never assume that. Or even a child with schizophrenia, um, childhood psychosis, which is very severe. You would never make that assumption. This is the only, only disorder where the professional community is still you know, large parts of it is still committed to not providing or actually preventing this type of, you know, guiding relationship. There's not supporting parents and learning how to guide their children and develop their children's minds and emotional states and, and social worlds. It's the only, it's the only one. And so, um, you know, it's a shame, isn't it? That, it is because I kind of visualize families in their homes and what happens is whether it's in the kitchen from the backyard or the game room, or I remember playing little games with my daughter, like you are with your grandson in her room and dolls and it, it all goes away. And when that doesn't happen, you have a guide that doesn't want to guide and a child that doesn't want to be guided. If you take away the things we're doing like this together, um, we don't have a relationship. What, we, what is there between us? Where's the bond? What's the point of it? You know, and um, so you have a child with autism and somebody, and, and without even knowing it, you're being, it's being taken away from you. 
And I think that that's, there's two parts that one is it, it no way no one's deliberately doing that and you're not, but what a shame because you can have that as we know, and, and you can, you can be the most important person in developing your mind because no one else is going to be able to do it. And, and, you know, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And that's what I would say to any parent who says to me, um, I don't want to be involved. Maybe I'll take my, I take my box out and say, let me tell you what I've been doing with my grandson. Just see how you think, you know, this is what I've been doing. And who doesn't have autism? And then they might say, yeah, but he doesn't have autism. And then you get into the heart of it, which is, I can't, I don't think I could do that with my child. That's what it's going to come down to 100% of the time. I don't think I could do that with my child. I've given up on, on that. And then I would say, no, you don't have to give up. But then I have an interesting discussion of, you know, I can understand why you have, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to. You can have, you can have that. And we have many parents who will show, we can show you have that. Thanks, Dr. Gutstein, and thank you for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we encourage you that growth for your child is possible, and we hope you enjoy our new series, The Common Concerns of Parents. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.